This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I've got a new show that's coming to Fox to tell you all about. And I want to see if you'd green light it or red light it, but it's too late. It's already been greenlit. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. This show called Labor of Love starts on Fox tonight. Okay, what is the show about? Bradley, Labor of Love. It is a dating show oh, like okay. none you've ever seen. Okay, are they dating aliens no. or horses or something? No, they're trying to impregnate a 41-year-old uh, woman. What? Yep, that's what I said. You like, heard me right. Do you mean like they're trying to get busy? Yep, they're trying to impregnate a 41-year-old woman. So the the premise like, of Labor of Love... or like by a by like a... You know, okay. with the science. Let me explain it because you do need to actually like get through the actual premise before okay. you realize that they're actually not going to show the process of impregnation. Um, but the story is it goes like this. This is like the all the other dating shows have been done, man. So they've happened upon this 41 year old woman who, for whatever reason, has never been able to lock down a baby daddy. And oh, so. God. And so she's going to pick from a crop of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 15 eligible potential baby daddies. Yep. So the premise of the, yep. So the premise of the show is essentially they're going to go through a battery of um, challenges to see if they're actual dad material. I'm serious. They will date. They will see if she can also fall in love with the potential father of her child. You know, it's one thing if you want to destroy the institution of marriage with your cockamamie uh, surface ridden shenanigans in the form of reality TV like The Bachelor, Bachelorette. Like at the end of it where somebody's going to get married. Who needs like what's a marriage anymore? Who needs them? But this is a child. You want to bring the ch- a child into the world for the purposes of ratings. Uh-huh. What is wrong with people? Now, okay, I'm going to just take it a step further. So, by the way, I read about this in an article in The Guardian written by Stuart Heritage. Okay. And um, Thanks, he has seen the first, I believe, four of seven episodes. Okay. So there's seven total episodes. And, and he's speaking informatively about the first four that he's seen. And he notes that, among other things, like I said, they're going to put themselves to the test to see if they're actual father material. That includes that includes having their swimmers tested. I love the language. It's just so kitschy. And- well, I just wanted to say that swimmers. instead of the actual. Oh. I put that. Oh. That was my language. I was like, what are oh. they doing? The 200 meter butterfly? No, 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 no. 
they're actually having their sperms. Yep. Uh, tested to see if they actually, if if it will perform. Okay. This in is so the way that weird. Christy, Whatever who's the bachelorette, by like, the way, needs. A little red wine and, you know, some awkward touching. It's so bizarre. It's super bizarre. Okay. Other things that they will have to do, the men in this dating show. Because I watched, then I watched the trailer. So I picked up some things from the trailer. So like I said, they're going to have to go through challenges. (laughs) They are going to go through challenges to make, to like show her that they're the proper father for her baby. By the way, the first no. episode they show that she's frozen her eggs. So, so this is—is is this going to be like they're going to? Imp- yeah, so they're going to impregnate. I don't know so... that that's ever going to be part of the story. But in one among the challenges, like I said, they'll have their stuff tested. Like I wonder if they'll have like a big, um, like a padlock, you know, with like a frozen <laughs> um, egg, like dangling yeah. over, and like like if they meet all the challenges, like the sperm gets closer and closer, like <laughs> boop boop. <laughs> And then a buzzer goes off and they get to impregnate the frozen egg. Some other challenges that they will have to go through. They will have to uh, look after some children at a party. They will have to do the uh, get hooked up to those devices that make men feel like they're experiencing labor. And here's the one that really pushed me over the edge. Uh, They're going to go on a camping trip with her. And somebody is going to dress up as a bear and threaten to eat them in the camp and see if his male instincts kick in. No, that's not how this works. Dead serious. Also, I want you guys to know that the house that they live in is, you know, it's just like any other dating show, right? They put all the men in one house to live together because the drama of all trying to be the father of this imaginary baby they hang out in a room called the fatherhood. Oh god. And the worst- You could just hear you could just hear the writers meeting like, "What if we call it the fatherhood?" Oh my god, that's brilliant. <laughs> okay, so the prize of this dating show of course is a real Her life eggs? flesh and blood baby. No, no. Yes. But here's the other thing. Can I tell you the thing that makes me lose all entire respect for the person who is hosting it? Is yeah, Kristen Davis mm-hmm. from Sex and the City. Yeah, well, she needs to, you know, she needs to put food on the I table. I mean, really? I mean, hey, you to ask me if I wanted to do the show, I'd be like, sign me up. This is trash, <laughs> but I'll do it. Okay. I mean, I don't feel bad for her. I feel bad for the. There is a child. There's, there's a potential child involved. Tell me, tell me, mom, how did I come into this world? Well, honey, yeah, you were the pro the product of a TV show. Here, let me let's watch was, your history. I was a forty year old divorcee and didn't want to be a barren old hag without children, so I went on a TV show and let guys compete to give me their sperm. <laughs> Can I just read you because I think it does? And okay, so I think it's obvious you, you'd red light this. But I want to read you the final paragraph of Stuart Heritage's uh, take on this. Who's Stuart Heritage again? He wrote this article for The Guardian after seeing four episodes. It's like a review. Yeah. Here's what he says, okay? This is a direct quote. But honestly, on the basis of the first four episodes, that is not going to happen. He's talking about that she's going to get pregnant and have a baby. She's, or something. Anyway, she's going to have a baby with one of these gibbering corned beef statues. 
gibbering corn beef statues. Nice. Their relationship will falter. The child will grow up and discover how they came into being and embark on an unbreakable cycle of destructive behavior that leaves a permanent trail of regret behind them. Yeah. So, you know, like most of us didn't have a chance in terms of seeing that coming. Right. right? This child will have eight episodes to watch and relive into the ground, uh, Uh hopefully not of some sort of substance abuse problem. Right. Quote, on the basis of the first four episodes, this whole show is nothing but a recipe for suffering. Everyone involved in it should be truly ashamed to reiterate. I hate it. Oh, God, I love this. (laughs) So I'm totally going to watch it um, and I'll let you know. All right. Okay. Okay. Chill. It is for work, you guys. I'm not going to do oh. this for pleasure. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay. I want to be very clear are, are gonna, about Are you going to write a critical paper about it when you're done? No, but I'll tell you about it tomorrow. It's Yay! basically the same thing. Yep, exactly. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we got to talk about Chrissy Teigen. How's she feeling about what's going on over at the New York Times and her involvement in it? Dun, dun, dun. After this on My Talk 1071. Have you been wondering how Chrissy Teigen is handling the fact that Allison Roman has taken a little leave from the New York Times? Well, don't worry about it. We have that information for you on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. What's going on? I mean, I don't know. I was just kind of curious how Chrissy Teigen is doing with the, you know, the whole Alice. Oh, good, thing. because I have a story about that. Thank you so much yeah, for asking. How did you know we were going to talk about that? Written down Here's on this the thing. Piece of paper. So y'all know about this beef. Well, I wouldn't even call it a beef. Uh, a st- uh, well, <clears throat> is it a ribeye? Oof, uh, well, nah. okay. <laughs> Allison Roman, food uh, writer over at the New York Times, has been put on a temporary leave after comments she made about Chrissy Teigen and Marie Kondo. Uh, that were roundly criticized by the outside world, and it had to do with the way that these women, uh, she perceived these women to become successful, and in a really not appropriate way of trying to defend herself, um, just made things worse. So that happened. We talked about that. It's 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 to me a very fascinating issue, right? And we had some really lively discussion around it. Well, the headline yesterday was. That Chrissy Teigen is now calling on the New York Times to reinstate Allison Roman because, of course, we learned most recently that the New York Times, I think earlier this week, said that her column would be uh, put on temporary uh, hiatus, mm-hmm. right? Right. Presumably because of her comments. Temporary leave is what they called it. Um, I actually saw uh, a headline early on, well, right after this was announced, that basically said, uh, Allison Roman is taking a leave from New York Times, and you know why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so now people have come after Chrissy Teigen, and uh, you know pe- people come for Chrissy Teigen daily. Um, but some people are coming after her, saying, "Look what you did to Allison Roman." Basically, mm-hmm. like you know, because you inserted yourself in this particular story, which she didn't. Allison Roman inserted her into this conversation. Some people were going after Chrissy saying, you know, um, you're responsible for this. Um, And so that led to some back and forth. So I was reading through this and I just want us to talk about like what this all means, because I think there's so many. I, I think this story, again, continues to be fascinating, not only because of the issues that the actual incident raise, but the um 
issues around and the implications around social media and celebrity that it also raises. So following the inter, uh, the spat that she had with Alison Roman, again, I wouldn't call it a spat. I would say following Alison Roman's comments, mm-hmm. um, she responded, that is, uh, Chrissy responded to a particular Twitter critic by saying, I very publicly forgave Allison, and that was real. When I said I don't believe in being canceled for your honest opinion, that was very real. I don't agree with what the New York Times has done. I am not them. I didn't call them. I didn't write. And most of all, I'd like her back. So I think Chrissy, and this was coming from uh, or in response to some criticism that this one person responded to her by saying, here's the rub about this in my opinion she shouldn't have had to be forgiven that is allison shouldn't have had to be forgiven for her opinion it was her opinion i guess no one can't have an opinion anymore um i don't know you made a stink about it in the new york times acted i guess i'll be unemployed by the end of the week for my opinion oh wait so people were saying you know it's chrissy teigen's fault that allison got put on leave and then chrissy is like yeah so here's the thing that's not my responsibility Right. Right. But I, I, I can hear a but. I know. In your... I have a thought. Okay. What's and your actually, thought? it's not even a but. It's just a thought about how unable we seem to be as a community to realize that there's likely always more to the story than what we're seeing. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, the New York Times doesn't need to explain why they made the choice that they made. Yeah. And it may very well be a nuanced, multi-layered choice yeah. that had to do with many things, this being one of them and many yeah. angles of this. But there's this, um, there's always this uh, attempt to infuse our own opinion of that based on the little that we know that's totally uninformed and act like, we know everything. Yeah. yeah. And so that's what I hear in that, you know, that person's hot take, which is fine. And you get to have your opinion, but at least acknowledge that your opinion is only informed by what little you know. Also, I don't, I mean, Chrissy Teigen didn't say Alison Roman should be put on leave or that she should be canceled or that her job should be whatever. That's, that is not to say that Chrissy Teigen is not doing what she does, which we can have a broader discussion about, but I don't think that's relevant to this particular moment, which is, I think there are some legitimate criticisms about the, the um, social media presence that Chrissy Teigen has sometimes. um, But that's like everybody. So that's why I even hate to bring it up because it's not even really relevant. My point is that to hold her accountable for that is really unfair. As much as you may not like Chrissy Teigen or think that there are legitimate criticisms of what she does, this is not that doesn't seem like a fair critique to me um, right. that she is somehow responsible for Alison Roman and nor would Alison Roman. See, this is what I hate about social media is that now at some point Alison Roman's going to have to come out and say, I know Chrissy D- Teigen didn't call for me to be fired. And then Chrissy and then, you know, something else will happen to Alison Roman's, you know, like somebody will like. I don't know, back into her trash can and she'll post about it and somebody will be like, well, if Chrissy Teigen wouldn't cancel you, your trash can would have been fine. And then Chrissy Teigen will have to come out and respond to the trash can thing. Like the thing just keeps going and going and going and going and and going. The only thing that can stop that is for the 
players in the storyline yeah. to just Stop shut their mouths. Which sometimes and doesn't it'll go happen. Away. And this is where I think sometimes, I just want to read this to you. Yeah. Somebody posted a, like, you know what's a really good recipe? And then they posted Allison Roman's shallot pasta, which is like a big deal on the internets. And Chrissy responded, it's a really good recipe. You know, probably being like, here's an opportunity to show some magnanimity, right? Right. Um, to which somebody said, whoa, has the beef already been squashed? That's nice. And she says, I hope we can laugh about it one day, but I'm not happy with the New York Times leave, so she can. De- she definitely can't laugh about it yet. It just sucks in every way. To which somebody goes, whoa, LOL, like PR clockwork. Meaning like, oh, that's nice of you, Chrissy. And then she responded. Uh-oh. You idiots think ev- everything is PR because you heard it said on Entourage once. Shut up already. <gasps> oh, okay. I just feel like maybe to your point, you know. That's, I think that there's a skill to that, to like letting stuff roll off your oh. back a little bit. But her brand is to not do that. Right. right? You know, maybe pepper that in liberally every oh, twice in a while. I like the food analogy there. You're welcome. Pepper. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to pepper you with some crazy, stupid idiots, dumb people doing dumb things after this on My Talk 1071. We've got some dumb people doing dumb things to tell you about on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. Uh, before we get to them, though, are you feeling that feeling? I am right back there. Pew, 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 pew. We got that generous feeling. Nice. What are we giving away, Halls? One more Coffee with Cobra code for tomorrow at 1030 in the a.m. This is where you get to join Colleen, Bradley, myself for a little cup of coffee or whatever is your special morning treat. Pick your poison. Pick your poison. 651-641-1071. The first caller is going to get the last ticket. Thank you. Pew, pew. Pew, pew. All right. And now, with no further ado, let us get to those crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say... That's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. And sometimes some other places like Poughkeepsie. So Poo-kipsy. This, Poo-kipsy. And, well, Poo uh, figures heavily into this. Uh, we need fi- a Poo? Nope. 35-year-old Bronx man was out walking along in the city of Poughkeepsie mm. on Sunday morning. Bronx cheer for that guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fart reference. Mm. But he ended up he ended up in the Mid-Hudson Regional Hospital emergency room because he wanted them to know that while he was out on his walk, he'd been shot in the booty. Wait, what? Yep. Mm -hmm. He was shot in the booty? Yeah. Except for that he wasn't because what what? ended up happening is the medical staff at the Mid-Hudson Regional Hospital conducted x-rays, could not find a bullet or any injury to his buttocks, and also there was no hole in his pants. So it appears as though he was never actually shot. When asked about this inconsistency, 
because he said he had been walking along and realized he was shot in the buttocks and then he fell and struck his head. When he was asked about this apparent inconsistency, the victim stated, quote, I didn't pull a gun and became uncooperative. What? Right. There's mm-hmm. something going on here. Yeah, there is. Drugs? Nope. Try again. Alcohol? Alcohol. Oh! This all went down at 2.26 a.m. He believed that he had been shot in the shot in the buttocks. And I he, got shot in the butt. He didn't get shot in the butt. I mean... I now, really want to make thing. a joke about getting shot in the butt at two in the morning, well, but I won't. I think you just did. Family pro. I think you oh. just did. Also, police said, "quote Witnesses in the area were also intoxicated and could provide no information to assist in the investigation." <laughs> Sounds like a party. Yeah, party in Poughkeepsie. Why party in Poughkeepsie? Also, the title. Yep. Of my autobiography. I thought it was. I remember that. Party in Poughkeepsie. That's what she said. Okay. I really <laughs> want to know the history of Poughkeepsie. Don't you? Yeah. Also, because it's spelled Poughkeepsie. Yeah. Like, like I'm going to keep your own. I'm going to Poughkeepsie. Flush that stuff. I okay. Feel like there's a GH in there, though. Poughkeepsie. Or Pooh. It means the reed covered lodge by the little water place. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. Hey, that's very delightful. Oh, Thanks, Poughkeepsie. Ah, uh, that also sounds like a nice little nickname for your loved one, Poughkeepsie. Oh, my little Poughkeepsie. Um, I do want to tell you about a a, a story. Okay, good. That's not in Florida. What or we're doing here. Uh, this one actually takes us to New York City. New York City. Get a roof. Uh, I want to tell you about some people who were violating some social distancing Ooh, rules. Okay. Not good. That's not good. Um, apparently, and there was video of this incident, which began circulating online yesterday. It was shot recently in the Flushing Avenue station in Brooklyn. And it's a clip that shows a masked man uh, positioned behind uh, a another individual who is bent over oh. next to a steel beam. Now, the person narrating the film uh, declares, yeah, I don't care. I don't mind that bleep. That bleep is like Pornhub to me. Okay. So remember, I said this couple was not social distancing. Do you know what they were doing? Oh, it? Yeah. Did you no. please take a look at the screenshot? Oh, my gosh. So the guy has the, like, sense... To wear a mask. He's wearing a mask. But his wiener's not wearing a mask. Well, I, mean, I guess I don't You know. can't it see be. it. It's That's hard. the thing. The mask it's is hiding. her. Wouldn't that be called a condom? Yeah. Or just his lady friend. Because she's hiding that oh, thing. Oh, dear. And then not. And then, oh, my gosh. And then not. Anyway, um, so <laughs> they're literally getting it on in the subway. <sighs> system area what remember yesterday i was telling you about the people doing it on the train tracks i mean same 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 right? same just underground and at least they're not on the actual tracks because that would be even more dangerous right and this guy's like oh it's like Pornhub to me i don't care and then at one point he shouts to the guy have a good one bro okay i mean i this just can't you like find a get a room the the interesting thing is I don't. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, what is the interesting thing, Bradley? Do tell. The woman here is just like, doop da doo beep bop and boob She's like, oh, I dropped my... I mean, <laughs> it just looks so... 
I don't I don't know how this seems like a good idea to anyone. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm gonna stop looking at that picture. Yeah, it feels it's like just so I feel hilarious. like I'm violating something. You are. Speaking of uh good taste. For our next story, we're going to <laughs> we're going to England. Jolly old England. And I think Jolly. I think I found the wiener. You did? Yay. Okay. So uh, here's what had happened. Uh, the British police, uh, the Den- the Devon and Cornwall police, were looking for um, somebody by drone. Oh. They were looking for an offender who'd recently run off from the police. And so okay. they were using their drone to try to track the person down. Yeah. So they were flying over some fields in the Devon and Cornwall area. And what they found was in one field. Have you ever heard of crop art? Yes. Have you heard? I of, make that have you uh, heard daily. Of crotch crop art. What crotch crop? Please open up my crop, story crotch. and tell me what you see in the field depicted in field. depicted in this. Whoa, that's field. a big one. <laughs> it looks like a an arrow pointing it, down. It definitely. <laughs> or if you look at it upside down. Looks like a wiener. Exactly. And that's what they saw. What if it is just meant um, to be an arrow pointing to something? I don't know. I and mean, they're like, God, somebody, get your mind out of the listen, gutter, you pervert. Are people just maybe a little bored around the house and they think, you know, why don't we go draw a large Or I'm surprised weenus? you missed this oh, opportunity. I'm sorry. Did you say or? I thought you called me a name. Excuse you. I would not call you that. I just had a moment. Thank you. Uh, No, or. Or. You dirty or. Okay. Um, Aliens. True. Crop circles. Except this is crop penis. Yeah. Who knows? So many options. Crop wang. Uh, Anyway, I just thought. Crop dong. You know, wouldn't that be. (laughs) Wouldn't that just be. Sort of delightful when you're in the middle of trying to search. Like you're very, taking your job very seriously, going through the drone footage. Like we gotta find this. We gotta criminal. find this criminal. Put that and then drone like, up in the air. Whoa! <laughs> Hold on a second. What have we found? I mean, and it's a very cartoonish drawing. I would like to know if they thought they were drawing something else. Also, I have a lot of questions about crop circles. Actually, I will tell you that uh, it's not aliens. Actually, how do you know? Because they did a lot of research on this. Remember, it was mostly in England in the nineteen what eighties and nineties where these crop circles took off, and everybody yes. was like, "It's aliens." Yes, and then it was, it was like, "Yeah, art. no, it's like guys showing up in the middle of the night with those like um, stick things, and then they'd like run around." But the thing that's so amazing crops. is how you know, like, how do you? That to me just seems like a feat of geography to be able to get yeah. everything proportioned just right. Yeah. Also, they did not find the hardened criminal that they were looking for. The hardened criminal? Well, they found something hardened. Thank you. Thank you. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show each and every day at 2.45, we play a little game. That game is called The Throwback Live. We're going to do that after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. 
Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.